We are. <laughs> that was quite the intro, Austin. Hey, we are back with episode five of the Great Oaks Student Ministry Podcast. Uh, we are pushing it out to iTunes very soon, working on some artwork details, uh, but we will have that in place very soon, and uh, we'll let you all know when you can subscribe to that. So uh, today, uh, Austin and I, once again, we're here, uh, and we are joined by Fabiano Rivera. Uh, many people know him here at the church. Uh, he's even known internationally, global superstar, um, and we're going to get a chance to talk to him here in a little bit. But uh, before we do, we just uh, catch up a little bit and uh, maybe talk a little Great Oaks and student ministry. So, Austin, how you doing, man? You're... I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. Like I was saying, just started jiu-jitsu with my brother. Nice. Super fun. And you um, said Brazilian, right? Brazilian, yeah. Not of any other variants, but yeah. Brazilian. Okay. Yeah, right. so that's fun. I would highly recommend to any listeners. Yeah. Looking. I thought your description of what it was was really key, or really descriptive. It was, your description was very descriptive, right? Yeah, I can talk well. Um, can we use that illustration you used as you talked about jujitsu. <laughs> it's uh, it's like a puzzle that's always moving, but it's trying to choke you out <laughs> like the whole time. And it's I thought it's, that was really good. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a friend that does mixed martial arts and SWAT team commander and yeah. runs all sorts of stuff and. I was his sparring buddy uh, when I was in high school because I was the big guy, and he needed somebody to throw around. And he's like, "Chris, you know, let me throw you around." I'm like, "Please don't hurt me, Alex." So I kind of know what you're going through, except yeah. I didn't know how to fight back. So, good job. That's fun. So, that. other than that, we got to serve at loaves and fish. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's on oh, the schedule. Oh. That's on the schedule. Don't get ahead of yourself. Okay, I haven't been shown yeah. the schedule yet. Sorry. So. Oh yeah, we were eating lunch, so didn't get a chance to see the schedule. But. Yeah, so um, I think I shared with you that uh, our podcast has gone international. Um, that last one we did with Jill and Bailey, I sent to the missionaries down in Peru for them to listen to, and uh, they loved it. I got an email back and some comments back, and awesome. uh, they asked, can we share it with other people and all the other missionaries in Peru? And they shared it with the uh, the main office in Valparaiso, Indiana. So high praise for um, Great Oaks, for our approach to missions, and, and uh, for this podcast. So Austin. We're not. And you mean to tell me we're job. not having to like buy followers or or listeners? No, I think we're up to like twenty seven. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. listeners on this Slow. now. So. It's, one of these days, it's gonna yeah. take off. Like Exponential it. growth. There you so. go. There you go. Hey, so uh, some recent events here at Great Oaks, kind of uh, big deals uh, over the weekend as the big thaw happened around here in Central Illinois. Uh, our water lines revealed themselves to be cracked and busted, and we had a men's group discover that. Saturday morning that uh, uh, probably about half the church had water all over the floor and uh, we've been in the cleanup mode ever since. So um, shout out to Menold Restoration Services and a number of volunteers that came out on Saturday uh, to help out uh, move things around. But we were able to have services uh, on Sunday, which was amazing. I know. Seriously, though, like the Red Sea parted for all our sound equipment and everything because yeah. literally where it happened was where our sound stuff was. All that. <laughs> I mean, it could have just broke and we would have been it. Out for you know, right. forever. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You'd have to see the pictures to really understand it, but water's rushing down out of the ceiling, literally on both sides of this very expensive electronics yeah. uh, piece of equipment. I don't even know how what it is, but um, it makes Sunday morning go. It makes the church go. So um, thank you, Jesus, for uh, protecting electronics there. So <laughs> Seriously. Um, but unfortunately, as a result, we had to cancel some youth group stuff because there's – 
there are things all over the building. Um, so we had to cancel our Super Bowl party. So sorry, guys. Um, we had to cancel youth group for tonight uh, because we're still going through the cleanup process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that we didn't do anything student ministry, right? So Saturday, um, while people were here cleaning up water, we had a lot of volunteers. Austin, you led a team down to a place. So tell us about that. Yeah, so literally after we figured out the place was flooded, we took all of our volunteers and peace out, and we went down to Peoria. That sounds really <laughs> bad. Hold on. Let's rewind this. Uh, <laughs> Once we discovered there was work here, we left. Well, no, that's no, not, no. no, this was planned like uh, months before. But like we, a, knew, we knew that like 50 volunteers were on their way. We knew 50 volunteers were on the way. Right. And so we decided that we would be you know, better suited to go serve. And we being? We being um, the Peru team. And an individual from my life group. Yep. Shout out to Patricia for holding it down. There you go, Patricia. Um, and, yeah, so we went to Loaves and Fish Ministries in Peoria and helped serve on their Saturday morning ministry. And, like I've said before, served food, handed out coats and gloves um, to over 200 guests, I believe. Yeah, something like that. And uh, served a hot meal. And it was yeah. awesome. And, and it... It kind of challenged you personally a little bit. Like you were wrecked a little bit Saturday um, because there wasn't enough hats and gloves and coats and blankets and that kind of stuff to give out, right? Yeah. I So I've tried to avoid this, what they call security detail, which is basically just crowd control in, in right. a hallway of the of their building. And, you know, as God would have it, right, I have the opportunity to interact with literally like almost every person mm-hmm. there. And I saw that we only had roughly 15, 20 pairs of gloves, and those went, like, almost immediately because it was cold out. And it left me, you know, feeling very impacted. And so I texted you. I was like, yo, how can we get some gloves? And I went home and started going through gloves. And shout out to my father who started gathering coats and gloves to take back down there this weekend. And it's like... I know that there are going to be more donations throughout this mm-hmm. week, large donations that um, we were made aware of. But it's like I have this burning passion to just do everything in my power to give what I can. And yeah. so that's it. It affected me in a large way, in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. As we were driving back, um, we were talking about it in the truck. And and you had just talked about how service has become kind of that thing that catalyzes your faith, that compels you to action, that is just a very tangible way of displaying your love uh, for God and for people. Absolutely. So, cool. Absolutely. Thanks for leading that. We've got uh, we've got some more projects coming up. Um, we're going to partner with Metamore Park District, um, I believe in April, and then in May, uh, Midwest Food Bank. So we'll be talking more about those. So Excellent. So for right now, I, I think that's enough on student ministry. Uh, right now, let's turn the table, turn the microphone to the one, the only uh, Fabiano. We had a staff meeting yesterday. We were talking about how common the name Christopher is and other people's names, right? But then Fabiano pipes up, and he's like, I never met another Fabiano. I met someone close, Fabian. You know, I, met, oh. I made a Fabian before. But. And there's Fabio. Fabio. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, the big joke before you showed up was like, Fabiano, is he like this 
big strapping handsome man with flowing blonde hair muscles ripped out of his shirt I mean, and then you he's strapping i mean for sure like, yeah, no, like, sure does he have a gun on him or something is that what he's strapping because i don't i don't know i'm sure when everybody meets me they're like yeah that it's a, it's a disappointment because they're thinking of all these other attributes i'm like yeah i don't live up to that i'm sorry the stash though right now the stash and the goatee is killing it so there you go yeah, like, sure. and the leather jacket you guys will see on on socials yeah, the picture yeah that's we've coming. got the picture that uh, you should have seen on social media so you, you know what we're describing right here but <laughs> hey so we're, we want to get to know fabiano like a lot of people see you they know you they know your name they see your energy on the stage um they see you everywhere mm-hmm. but a lot of people probably don't even actually know who you are so um so we're going to get to that but let's okay. start with um what what do you do here at great oaks like what all what are your roles in the church right now okay so um i'm kind of like everywhere i mean in, in the creative arts department in general a lot of what we do is kind of helping with technology run making sure everything works that's like our other side of besides doing worship and you know um you know leading on sunday morning and leading the team and making sure all that happens on a sunday morning but um you know we're we're so involved in every department it's so unique and amazing a lot of things because life never gets boring in the office no <laughs> at least for us anyways no pretty much what he's saying like Every department knocks on his door, his and Pastor Nate's door at some point and says, can you fix this computer problem? Can you make a graphic? Hey, we need a video for our ministry. Right. Can you guys do that? Like church, you guys see them on Sunday morning and you think, man, what do they do all week? They just play a few songs on Sunday morning. What's the big deal? How hard is that? Right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but man, if you guys were to job shadow Pastor Nate, Pastor Fabio in a creative arts department, you would see it is so much more than Sunday morning. But yeah. keep going. But yeah, so with my involvement and what I do, I mean, helping Nate on Sunday morning is a big part of it, um, whether that's leading guitar or leading the worship band, you know, on stage, um, or helping make sure the tech runs smoothly on a Sunday morning, because man, we've had some, we've had some issues and just things always, not always going right, but you know, we work through it all, and that's just, by the grace of God, you know, it, it's amazing in that. But also on that, I'm so involved in all the youth ministry stuff. Right. It's a big portion of what I do too, whether that's Wednesday night with Breakaway Project 56 or culture shifts um, with the high school. I mean, I am super heavily involved in that. Um, and I used to be kind of the person that was like, okay, I'm leading worship and, and I'm the one kind of leading that. And then I have a team that supports me in that, but now it's evolved into something even better where I'm allowed to empower students and grow into, or help grow people into becoming leaders. And yeah. it's so awesome to see that. And I'm excited every day when I get to be in those opportunities and in those environments and seeing, you know, the people that we have just worship God and lead students in those environments yeah. in such and, an amazing way. And you guys work also not just with students, but you work with younger kids teaching lessons yep. as yep. well. And I don't know that a lot of people in the church realize that you guys do that mm-hmm. um, for some of the elementary age kids that are, are wanting to learn guitar, piano, and vocals, things like that. We do. And um, we do have some young kids that we do teach. And um, for what we do, the biggest thing out of our heart is to, we want, again, goes back to the empowering students. And we want to see them use a talent and a gift that God's giving them and be able to kind of train them into that craft and then release them into ministry or whatever it may be. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we do it out of, out of the kindness of hearts. We don't take any money for that. We mm-hmm. do it out of an act of service because we really believe that it's a missional and servant mindset in that. And we want to see people grow. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love doing that. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. I, it's got to be so cool being 
you know, a young, a highway 45er or a culture shifter, right? And, and seeing your, your peers up singing for the band, you know, right. rather, rather than somebody else always leading, right? It's like, hey, that's, you know, my best friend up there. Yep. And that, that's got to mean a lot. And, so. and in youth in general, I mean, it's, that's, I think, the biggest impact that it can have, can happen. It's not me up there leading worship. I mean, people can be inspired by certain, you know, people, but, one thing, it's a whole different ballgame when they see their peers mm-hmm. taking that initiative right. and just owning their faith and just taking it. Yeah, like, like Highway 45 is our, our Sunday morning environment for fourth and fifth graders. And I know you currently have a fourth grader who's l- playing piano yeah. in that. You've got a middle schooler and think an eighth grader on vocals. Yep. You've got high schoolers on vocals and, and musicians and, and, and instruments. College age. Like and that. we have all college age. Yeah, and then Wednesday nights with our fifth and sixth grade environment and our seventh and eighth grade environment, then our high school environment and Sunday nights. Like It is all, like you said, Austin, It's a, it's got to be amazing for middle schoolers and high schoolers to see peers leading um, up front. Well, right? standing by, st- standing side by side, and you know, mentoring from top to bottom, and, and the other way around, right? And you're lear- you're learning things from them, learning how to right. how to teach yep. younger individuals, and yeah. it's just it goes both ways. It yeah, goes it's both pretty ways. awesome. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's learn a little bit about your family. Um, so you're not from Peoria. Uh, you're a nope. transplant here. So tell us a little bit about uh, where you came from and your family. Okay, so um, so I grew up in a, like a small town to me, um, town of Montgomery. Um, and so it's about like 19,000 people. That, it, it that is not seem, small. It doesn't seem yeah, small. That's pretty potent. But when, we're, <laughs> when you're there, it's like, man, it's, it feels desolate. It doesn't feel like there's a lot to do. You ever um, been to Spring Bay? <laughs> <laughs> been in my I home. actually have been to Spring Bay. I actually been, really liked been, it. Been to my hometown, Newton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2,600 people and declining. So Right. Yeah. But at the time, you know, growing up in that place, you know, it, it, it's so interesting because, you know, I don't know where everybody was at, you know, in their places, whether it's Washington, Memorial, Germantown, or wherever you guys have been raised. But, like, in my town, there was definitely a demographic thing. There was a ethnicity kind of thing, a race thing. Like, there was a, di- a very big division on things. Kind of like how we have, like, there's a lot of different people in Peoria, a lot of different people in Metamore, and you can kind of, like, figure out the gist of who's in each kind of place. Okay. And so, like, Montgomery was just kind of like a mixed bag of things. And you have your west side, you got your east side, and it just, like, in that nature and in that town... Like, it just wasn't the easiest. And for me, growing up in a system in, in that area, in school specifically, I mean, it was it was interesting for me, you know. What, what do you mean interesting? So, <clears throat> for me, like, I'm, I'm half Puerto Rican. I'm in, in between, you know. And I'm like this skinny, white, nice kid, but I'm not white. I'm Puerto Rican. And just, like, growing up in there, like, it just was – it was different because the kids – I don't know, Metamore and Washington and everybody here, man, like they have like a, this fire for sports and, and, and teaching and school. And like, that's a huge thing back in my hometown. It was yeah. just kind of like, we can kind of do what we want. And it okay. was just kind of mixed bag of different personalities and growing up in that, I don't know what it was about me, but I just got picked on a lot. Okay. And, and, and so when I, when I mentioned like the different race and ethnicity, I, it played a part in, in those things because there was divisions and there were groups mm-hmm. and there were things you kind of had to watch for. Um, and maybe not as huge, but in my mind and in what I was dealing with as being, you know, picked on and bullied by all these kids, it was like, what am I doing? I'm a nice kid. Like, I'm just wanting to have fun and, and grow up and just, you know, do this. 
life, right? Yeah. And um, it just wasn't that easy growing up in that environment. My parents, you know, every time I'd come back home, literally, I would go home and just kind of escape and play video games. And that was my, my route. That was my kind of like thing. And my mom would be like, are you okay? You know, because I want to be there for you as, you know, as, as as your mom. And, you know, you can tell me. And I wasn't always the most open person. Okay. You know, people probably think I'm a little bit more extroverted here sometimes because I'm out, you know, jumping on stage or talking to people sometimes. And, but like, I am probably more introverted in nature. Um, and so, but growing up, um, you know, honestly, if I didn't have my parents and, and they're just, their love and their grace as much as they did. I don't know if I would, would have been able to make it through all the school stuff that I had to go through because okay. I was dealing with that from element, pre-K even. Wow. Pre-K. Wow. I mean, I remember getting picked on and pushed down and yelled at and, like, called names. And having a unique name like Fabiano, as yeah. great as it was, it was greater in my later years yeah. because everybody's like, oh, that's unique. But in the beginning, it was like, it was an easy name. It's, to, it's because it's different. Yeah. You know, it's an easy to be yeah. like, oh, you're different than all of us. Oh, and you're like this in-between, you know, ethnicity kind of thing. It was just, it was just very unique. And I can't, I can't paint this whole picture to you, but like, it's just in my world growing up, it just, I, I guess I was just a target. I was an yeah. easy target. But you had the the family support system. You had your your parents. Yeah. And you've got two sisters. I do. I have two sisters. One's 28 right now. One's 18. Okay. And the 18 year old's okay. living with you. She is. Right. Because she's going to Bradley University. Right. And right. Uh, she's pursuing um, in some public health. She wants to be a radiologist. That might change later on, but that's where she's wanting to go right now. But. Everybody changes their majors. <laughs> Statistically, it's like four or five times in college. So. Right. Um, but we'll get to mine on that because I changed. My <laughs> yeah, mind. yeah, we'll get to that part of your story. So um, I want to talk some about your kind of introduction to worship ministry because I've seen some YouTube videos um, of you in the basement. Yeah, um, you know, jamming away on guitars, singing songs like yep. like you said that was your escape. You right. know, you found um, <clears throat> refuge in the basement, um, but you had video games and you started playing guitar. Yeah. And, and you were singing, right? Right. And so the big thing, like you know, once seventh to eighth grade happened for me. I had like this, my, my grandpa passed away at the time. It was the hardest time ever. I mean, I was going through like a whole depression stage, big thing. But I wanted to escape not only with video games and stuff like that, because that's just, you know, you can only dive so far into that. I wanted to do something real, something I can actually, um, you know, outburst my feelings with. And that was, that was the thing was guitar. And I literally went to Target and got a $100 guitar and started learning Twinkle Twinkle Little Star nice. and just a bunch of different things. And yeah. I spent like three to four hours every time I got home just spending in that craft because I just wanted to just, you know, express my emotions in a musical way. And because I don't know if people if people come to know me, I mean, I'm sure you've seen me do it or Bryson or some other people like I just like to sing out loud sometimes when I'm playing guitar and I'll just make up words and I'll make up stories and things. And sometimes it's just all these emotions. I just need to sing. Yeah. That's out. your outlet. Yeah. And yeah. And so like seventh to eighth grade, once I took a hold in that, it was this confidence booster. Okay. I just started to kind of form, you know, instead of hearing all these different opinions from people and people telling me what I should be and what I shouldn't be, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be me and I'm going to do what I feel like, you know, who I am. I don't think I'm a bad person. 
And at that time, I got I ended up getting connected with a church, um, Community Christian Church, Montgomery Campus. Um, they uh, some kids at my school were like, "Hey, you should come and come to youth group. We'd love to have you there." Okay. And that's literally what started everything for me. Really, it was an invitation to youth group. Invitation to youth group. That's all it took. There you go. That's what all was, it took. What was the story behind guitar specifically? Like, is there? Is there a reason that interest instrument, like first, is there a reason that you gravitated so, towards that? So surprisingly, I actually wanted to be in band, and I was not in band in high school. I wasn't in middle school either. I was in choir. But because of those things, I, I specifically, I wanted to play drums, and they said you had to have two years of experience of piano. I didn't have that. So I was like, okay, well, I want to do these other things. <laughs> so you know what? I'm just going to revert to guitar. My parents don't have any musical abilities. Mm-hmm. My mom loves music, loves 80 music. Like, it's a, her jam. I mean, she's got the rocking big hair. Everybody calls her, like, BH. That's her nickname every time we go to my aunt and uncle's house because it's big hair. Oh, you know, nice. It's so funny. But, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I grew up in that. Like, I love music. And so I, 80s, you know, music, what, what's very yeah. involved in that? Jam a lot guitar. of rocking guitar, yeah. a lot of, like, hardcore riffs. And you're mm-hmm. like, I want to do that. I okay. Want, you know, okay. any way you want it. That's the way you know, journey. Like, that was a big thing. I, I was really to. hoping there'd be some singing on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> More to so, so you get involved in this uh, church, Community yeah. Christian Church, which if you're in the Chicagoland area or if you know um, – the Christian world, if you're a pastor or Christian leader, you've heard of this church. Yeah. Um, they have an incredible network of churches all around Chicagoland. Um, and so Fabiano gets plugged in there. And you actually meet somebody that, that we have now in common. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine that I used to work with there. Uh, so tell us a little bit about meeting Steve. And, okay. and And go into not just, I guess not really how you met him, but what happened when you met him and his invitation um, to start playing. Right. So... Um before I unravel that whole thing. All right. You know, He's taking control. Here we go. You know, just because I want to paint that picture just a little bit clearer, okay, that journey. Sure. sure. Um, you know, after I got into that youth group and got involved and whatnot, like, it just kind of took everything in me to kind of continue to follow God and define that, you know what, I'm not letting people define me. I'm letting God, you know, I'm hearing him. I'm hearing the calling that he's telling me to do. And amazingly enough, my parents didn't go to church during that spectrum of time. Okay. And as soon as we started, as soon as I got involved, I mean, it was like this domino effect for my family. That's how we got involved with church, and that's how we as a community and a family started to really just kind of mend some wounds that we've kind of grown through the years. And it was just this beautiful story that's just like just one invitation. Again, I want to emphasize that, too. It's like that one invitation yeah. to youth group was the domino effect of me getting baptized, my mom getting baptized, and um, all my sisters and my like whole family. Yeah. And yeah. Um, with that, you know, youth group too. I mean, like, you know, experiencing all that weight of uh, just that chaos back when I was little. I mean, I remember going to a youth event. We called this thing called Blast. It's a mm-hmm. big event. It actually happened just probably a few weeks ago. Yeah, so it Wisconsin Dells. Yes, right? Wisconsin yeah. Dells. Kalahari Resort is what it was. And um, we were there, and I remember the worship pastor at the time, his name was Zach Goforth, phenomenal musician. I loved his talent and his ability and God has gifted him in so many different ways in that. But I remember him leading a song called Forever Rain. And it was the defining, again, defining moment for me to say, God, man, you know, all this baggage and all these different things that happened to me, I could have turned into all those other people that were bullies and that picked up. I could have been a bully. I mm-hmm. could have taken all this emotion and just 
ran and, and deepened it inside my soul and just kind of closed up from the world or unleashed this beast onto people. But instead, I got plugged into this youth group. I'm here today. And God, I'm thank you so much for the family that I have that is able to provide and support me. And I, it just was this thankful heart, just this, this love and grace that overflowed on me on that day. And yeah. it was probably, it was my freshman year that happened. And, um, and so with that, Zach ended up leaving and then Steve came into my life and, you know, there was just a, it was a time in my life where I'm like, worship ministry is awesome and I want to do whatever I can to get involved. And, um, obviously I was already a volunteer in the youth ministry and already doing stuff on Sunday mornings, but it was a whole nother level because Steve is such an organized person and I love his heart because he just wants to pour into people. And that's literally what he did. He saw that I had some type of potential for what it was at the time, <laughs> um, but he saw the heart in that and he like took it and was like, okay, I'm going to nurture that and I'm going to help him and I'm going to show him. And he, he's so interested, like I'm going to be there for him to step, you know, into that role as a mentor and as a guide and as a awesome friend. And that's pretty much what Steve is to me is that best friend that I can always look to. And, and even if we don't talk for, you know, a few months to a year, like I can remember all the good things. Yeah. And with that involvement with the church, man, I, you know, after, you know, he came on, it was just a big deal. Like, I mean, it just wrapping my mind of what ministry in general with how that was kind of unfolding. Cause you know, from a volunteer perspective, you're just like, okay, I'm going to serve on a Sunday morning. I'm going to serve in youth ministry. And you don't really hear about a lot of what goes on in the mm-hmm. church world as much. And, you know, sometimes Steve would kind of let me kind of hear some of those lights, hear, hear some of those things. And I'm like, man, that's interesting. Like there's a lot that happens behind the scenes right. in the church world that I would have never thought of. But at the same time, I was, I was in, so intrigued and interested in that. And I knew that was a tug on my heart that I kind of wanted to do that. Yeah. But um, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, he, it is. Yeah. But, but you didn't start out going to college. No, I for didn't. For worship ministry. I didn't. Tell us about that. So, um, it's a really, uh, you know, that story because my family, you know, my mom and dad, you, they never went to college. My dad can't read and write. He's always struggled in a, a field where he has to do manual labor. And my mom, you know, she works at a health insurance company and she's been able to be in a position like that for a while. And, you know, they've kind of made ends meet. They've always been on their own. Ever since they were 18, they were together and they tried making everything work and made the family, you know, try to make it stick together. Um, but with that, they always had an emphasis on we want you to do better than we did. Okay. We want you to have a better life than we did. We don't want you to struggle the way we did. And we want you to have a good job. We want you to have, a, you know, an awesome relationship and all these different things, right? And, you know, growing up, not only did I like worship and I loved, in, you know, playing instruments and, and singing, um, but I also had a heart for animals. I loved, you know, going to Petco, picking up the hamsters and the guinea pigs and just be like, oh, my goodness, these are so cute. Like, can we buy all the animals here? Like, that was a huge thing. I just, I don't know. That was me. Um, but. Uh, I don't I don't think I knew that. No, man. You, Fabiana. So, okay. I, I, right. lo- I love. Wait, is that what you studied at Carbondale? Is I did. Veterinary services? Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's, and, and the reasoning on why I ended up going that route was because I had a heart. For both. I had a heart for like, hey, you know, I could see myself as a veterinarian and I could see myself like, you know, with horses and dogs and just kind of 
because it just there's some type of joy that comes along with that. Yeah. I don't know. It just you know, I'm, I'm suddenly getting a picture of the and, cat whisperer and, ha- and Fabiano the the, the hamster ham- whisperer. I mean that's why I have a, that's why I have a little chihuahua back in the pet That's why I have a little. <laughs> That's why yeah. I have a, he asked me before when we started, like, what we were going to name it. Yeah, yeah. The hamster whisperer. The hamster whisperer. There we go. So, yeah. So, okay. So, you're at Carbondale. Yep. Um, you are studying veterinary sciences. Yep. But you still have this tug for worship ministry. Yeah. Um, and our paths actually crossed uh, years ago. A lot of people don't know that. Yep. Um, I was invited to come down and speak at uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship yep. uh, down in Carbondale. I knew the guy that was running it. Went to college with him, Patrick uh, Langan. Are you were you plugged in in Carbondale ministry anywhere? Yes, I was involved yeah. in InterVarsity, and that was one of the big. I mean, I, honestly, if that wouldn't have been there, it would have been a hard time being on that campus because yeah. it, because it is different. It's well, not. That, that was where I did my freshman year. Right. And I was not plugged in yep. uh, to a campus ministry, and I struggled. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, campus ministry has always played a critical role for me once I discovered it my sophomore year when mm-hmm. I went to Eastern. Um, but, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about with Carbondale. It's it's a difficult place to go to school mm-hmm. um, if you're not plugged into it. If you're a follower of Jesus trying to do this thing and you're not plugged into a church or a campus ministry, it can be very challenging. I mean, it's too. You're with, you know, 15,000, 20,000 students, yeah, somewhere around there. And plus. you have a bunch of different worldviews yep. on that campus. And so, you know, depending on how you grew up, you know, you're, you're at this point trying to define who you are still and define what you believe. And in an environment like that, if InterVarsity wasn't there, not saying that it would fall away, but, like, it just would have been more difficult. Oh, absolutely. What's what's it called one more time? InterVarsity. InterVarsity. So if you're going to Carbondale. InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. Excellent. So if you're going to Carbondale, don't struggle the way Chris and I did. Right. (laughs) There is is a ministry down there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, My nephew. Are you hearing that? You're a freshman. (laughs) Carbondale. InterVarsity meets Thursday night. Um, so yeah, so, um, Austin, I don't know if you know, um, our paths, Fabiano and I, our paths crossed when he was 18 years old, freshman in Carbondale, Mm -hmm. um, well before he came here to Great Oaks, um, because I was invited to come down and speak at InterVarsity on Thursday night. Um, and I told my buddy Steve that Mm -hmm. I was going down there because Steve and I, uh, maybe I did, we didn't connect those dots. Um, before Fabiano met Steve, Steve and I worked together at a church, Fox Valley Christian church, um, where I was executive pastor and he was the worship pastor and we'd been uh, best friends and still are ever, ever since. Um, and so I told Steve, I was going down there and he's like, Hey, I got this kid Fabiano that I've been pouring into the last few years. Um, love him. Incredible kid. He's down at Carbondale, goes to university. Be sure to say hey to him when you go down there. And so I did. And, and it was a little awkward because we went down and met him before we started. Right. And then my talk that night was all about sexual purity. <laughs> so it was like, Hey bro, good to meet you. Steve said, you're awesome. Hey, let's talk about sexual purity. Right. So literally was, though, when you talked that night though, at the end of it, I was like, man, this guy is so awesome. So, I was like, man, stop, stop, stop. He's such a good communicator. Stop, stop. So you go, you go, I'll move fast forward in the story. Uh, so you decided to leave Carbondale. Um, and pursue worship ministry at that point, but, so, but kind of a, somewhere nursing so comes into play. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because like in that moment of my first year at SIU, you know, again, you know, my parents had this background of like, we want better for you. Right. And not saying they dis- like didn't approve of worship ministry. They just kind of questioned it, whether I could get as, as an occupation. Right. Right. And that's right. what was their concern. And so, you know, <laughs> 
I was bawling my first semester. I mean, there was, I'd come out of, before a biology test, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. I still had a 4.0 at the end of it, but I still was bawling because I just didn't, I didn't have a, I didn't feel like I was being called to it. So I called up Steve, Mm -hmm. you know, in that middle of the semester and I said, hey, like, I need help. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I feel such a tugging in this direction. I mean, I know that I love this and I could see myself, but like, can you, can you just unravel this for me? It's like, you know, God calls us in so many different places. We just have to be willing to listen. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's like, if you want me to sit down with your parents, like we can have a whole conversation with them just to kind of clear the air and just have some clarity. And, you know, because of that, that resulted me into saying, you know what? My parents are on board now. I'm going to Lincoln Christian because that's where Steve went, and I love the school. Like, I went on campus, and I was like, day one, a small little campus. Everybody felt connected. It was just like, woo! Yeah, the, the so, con- so the different. Con- the contrast between SIUC in Carbondale and Lincoln, Lincoln is night and day. Yeah. Absolutely night and day. And not to so. be, not to be uh, misinterpreted for Lincoln University because there's two different universities. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't get confused. Lincoln Christian <laughs> University. So you're a worship major, but also nursing. Yes. And, and the, you're, you're kind of going back and forth between the two. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing, because of the nursing route and, and how I finished that, because I ended up getting my associates in pre-nursing at LCU. But the only reason besides that in my mind was, hey, I have some credits because I took a lot of science stuff at SIU. I took a lot of math. And at the end of the day, I, I kept thinking, hey, I have this. I could still finish in about four, four and four and a half years, sure. still, you know, around the same time as a normal student. And, um, you know, I thought to myself, okay, like, I could do the best of both worlds one day. Yeah. And So kind of a combo and, of ministry and nursing. Right. And, like, when I'm, like, 40 or 50 years old, like, I could end up being, you know, somewhere in a different country and do ministry in that in a missionary field. And use not only my talent in, you know, pursuing God and worship ministry and everything, but also in that helping people physically and and mentally and everything in that. And so that's what went through my brain in that decision to continue to pursue that at LCU. Okay. So you have an associate's in nursing. You have a bachelor's in worship worship ministry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So talk to us about your path in Local church ministry because Great Oaks is not the first church. Nope. Um, you've been so you were volunteer in the well, church, campus ministry, intervarsity. You were at Lincoln Christian University. There's internships that you're doing, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, um, we did a lot of, of that. We did a lot of camps, a lot of youth camps, um, kind of thing where there was a church that needed some type of um, college group or some group to come out and do worship, and so a lot of that involves you know, youth retreats. Okay. And so like little Galilee would be one of them. We would go there and, you know, just, I would lead worship and I would have a team together, you know, to come with me and do that. Okay. And so had a lot of those opportunities, but also within that, you know, I had opportunities again with Steve outside of community Christian church. We got to work with the church, of, church of DePage. Oh and yeah. I right. got to do a whole three month internship in that area where I got to stay in an apartment with a group of people that wanted to help that church continue to grow because at that time they were a site that was growing and, you know, um, they were just kind of starting off at the very beginning. And so they just need people to help. And so with that, that's why they started that internship program. Okay. And so I got to work with Steve and a lot of that and get to see again, more behind the scenes work. How does a Sunday morning work? 
in uh, Steve Osborne's world. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and then that led to while you were still in school, correct? You worked um, part time, full time, something for another church correct. here in the yep. Peoria area, yes. right? And you did that for how long? I did that about um, about a year. About a year. Uh, okay. Yeah. And you were you were the guy, like you were leading I was the everything leader. there, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then so that ended, and then um, you then were kind of like trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. It was funny though, because before that even happened, before that job happened, I remember us having a conversation even before that job, talking about this internship thing with you, specifically with Great Oaks. Oh, really? Yeah. I remember us kind of like... you got a better memory than I do. It was kind of... It was <laughs> like, hey, this is, might be in the thing. It might not happen, but it's in the... it's We're in the works of talking Right. About okay, yeah. So and, Nate, never, Nate and I were talking about bringing on a worship intern. Yeah. Um, I said, hey, I know this guy. Um, Steve highly recommends him. Mm-hmm. Right. So I reached out to you, yep. but you were like, no, I just took this job. Yep. And I was like... Ah, <laughs> missed out, yeah. right? And so, yeah, it sent Nate and I, I do remember this now. So yeah. it sent Nate and I back to the drawing board and just saying, okay, what do we do? Do we contact Lincoln? Does anybody have any other personal contacts to work through? Things like that, right? And so I, I don't know if we, we just didn't do anything or we got stalled in the process. Yeah, as far um, as I know. I mean, it's not yeah. like it got stalled at some point. Cause, right. I mean, when once everything was, everything I finished from that place where I was at, I mean, you were immediately we were like, still, hey, you know, we're still trying to find that intern at Great Oaks. You know, like, would you, you know, hey, let's meet. Let's right, talk this right. out. Okay. Right. All right. Good. So you come to Great Oaks, and maybe a lot of people don't realize this. You started out as an intern mm-hmm. um, in our worship ministry. Yep. Um, traveling. 2016, I think. Right? 16. So about three March. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Almost exactly three years ago. Yeah. It's been um, a while. And you were driving from school, from Lincoln, um, every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I, I was so committed to this. Like, it wasn't even funny. I mean, it was an hour drive to Lincoln to here. Yeah. But I was here on Wednesdays. I was here on Thursdays. I was here on Sundays. All right. I didn't and, think about Thursday night practices. And I think yeah. I was, I'm pretty sure I was here for another day, too, during the week. But, like, I mean, I was committed to, like, making this work. Yeah, because when, when we made the internship official... And it was like 20 hours a week or something like that. It was paid internship. Uh, Mondays were included, I think, in that. Yes. So, yeah. So, you were here making that drive two hours round trip, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday yep. uh, for that internship. I remember I was – that's kind of when I was starting to get plugged in, too. Yeah. And I remember seeing him sometimes just – a little sleepy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, don't blame it. There were like, nights where we were like – do you need to stay the night somewhere right. here rather than drive home? I think there's been a couple times where I've had to do that, too. But yeah. I drive five minutes, and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it to youth group tonight. <laughs> and this kid's driving an hour. Oh, my goodness. It was funny because I had plenty of conversations with my family about it, and they're like, I don't know how you do it, man. You drive all that yeah. back and forth. I'm like, I'm on fire. You just kind of do it, right? You do. I mean, I, I, I got my master's from Lincoln, and it was I was a full-time pastor up in Chicagoland. Driving once a week, six hours round trip, you know, for classes. Did that for three years. Like, you just do it. You don't think about it when you're doing it. Right. You just do it. And then you look back and you're like, whoa, did I really do that? Yeah. You know? So, I mean, for you, so you were an intern. And then uh, we had the opportunity for you to come on staff full time. Mm -hmm. Um, How long ago was that now? I think it's September 1st was my start date. September 1st or 30th of 2017. 17. Okay. Yes. I've so, been here a year, so yes. So you've been here for a year as an intern, part-time, and then, yeah. and then we had an opportunity to bring you on full-time as associate uh, worship, worship pastor. Creative arts pastor, yeah. Creative arts pastor. I don't know what titles are around here anymore. <laughs> um, associate creative, creative arts, arts pastor. pastor. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so, yeah, man, in that role, and that's where most people now – 
at Great Oaks know you, right? Mm-hmm. And and they see you, your stage presence. Like we, a lot of people talk about your stage presence. Um, if you've never seen him lead worship, like there, you you hear it here in the podcast, but the energy level, right? I mean, Austin talked about this. Like he's, he's, he's jumping he's, around. He's the rock star. He's a Christian rock star. That's what he is. There Christian you go. Rock yeah. star. Just needs Man. the long hair now. So yeah. the big hair from the eighties. My H. favorite, my favorite thing was when you had the vocal cord thing. Oh yeah, and yeah. you couldn't sing, but you were still like it still had to come out some way. Like the expression still had to get out. Yeah, and so it turned into dancing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. awesome, man, dude. It, it was a, that was something you know at Community Christian Church. There was a few people on our team that you know it was in the nature to kind of. I mean, you're 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 singing to the Lord, right? You're playing your instruments to the Lord. So why not be joyful? Why yeah. not be, you know, yeah. just so excited? Yeah. And, Think about that. David in the Old Testament, right? Bringing the ark into Jerusalem, dancing, right. you know, almost buck naked, right? His <laughs> wife's like, what are you doing? Right. He's like, hey, right. I will continue to be unashamed before the Lord, right? right. And, yeah, you just kind of bring that, that energy, that, that spirit, I'm always, that vibe, I'm always that excited. passion. Every, every Sunday morning I am so excited to be able to worship and yeah. praise God with everybody in that congregation. I'm just That's like, awesome. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, and you know we're there on that one day to to get to learn more about God and to praise His name, and that's you, awesome. You and Bryson have a way of uh, at least the younger the younger enthusiasm has a way of kind of like livening up the crowd a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You start to get a little more claps. You see maybe like one or two more hands in the air. And it's like, this is cool. I like it. I like where this is going. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden, Fabiano like, does like a 360 yeah. spin around, jump move. Like, I don't even know how he does that playing guitar. Sometimes but. I'm like, man, I'm not going to land it. But <laughs> I don't even think about it. It just happens. It's almost, it's just in, in the blood at that time just to yeah. do, you know, second nature. Man, this, this has been great. Um, and we've we got to wrap it up here soon, but I, I don't want us to finish without talking with you about Peru. Okay. Um, so we started this whole podcast because Austin had this idea down in Peru, like to tell stories about Peru. Um, he came back to me. We said, yeah, let's do it. Let's expand it out to student ministry, but also with a strong emphasis on missions, right? And so you've been to Peru now twice, yep. uh, once with a family team in uh, 16, no, 17, 2017. Yes, it was last year. It was June. It was June and summer. 18. Yeah. 2018. Yes, 2018. 2018. Sorry, mix the dates. No, I know. It's weird. Um, so 2018, you go with a family trip, and then just a few weeks ago in January of this year, 2019, you went on the retreat uh, team. So um, talk to us first about uh, that family trip in June of 2018. You know, that family trip in general, man, I... I because I my first outside mission trip was to the Dominican Republic, I had like some views on what it might look like. But Peru in general, like I was just kind of interested by the 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 weather system that they had there. Because you know, yeah. obviously it's it's winter there when it's summer at our location, you know, at the states. And so you get there, but it's seventy degrees, but it's clouds all day. The sun's never peering through. It's and a possibility for sunbirds is always an option. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Yeah. But like, and, and you're talking specifically Lima. Lima, yes. Just so anybody that's listening, like that's yeah. Lima. Pucallpa, where we go with students, is very different. So go yes. ahead. And, um, you know, I, I enjoyed my time over there um, with the team that we went. And because we got to help out, you know, at the children's home and see all these kids and interact with them. You know, the, the biggest thing I wish 
I still wish I'm Puerto Rican, right? I'm half Puerto Rican. I still don't know Spanish. And it makes me so mad that I go over there. And, you know, you, you, you're talking to people and they're like, you don't know Spanish? Like, I'm you, like, you, you, you kind of look like you should know Spanish. I know. And so. I'm like, I'm starting to disappoint. Like, <laughs> I was like Brandon last year. They're like, Brandon, why you not speak Spanish? And I was like, dude, like, get on that Duolingo and get your life straightened out. Start yeah. learning. I'm like, come on. I took two years of Spanish in high school. Like, let's go. Like, I should know. My dad speaks Spanish. I don't understand this. It's there you go. And you, and you guys did a lot of, you know, labor as well. A lot, of painting, a lot of painting. A lot of painting. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and so that was very much a work trip, relational with the kids, like different um, experience from Dominican Republic. And then you went back. Yeah. Um, you know, we, and it was a whole different experience than that, too. Yeah, because, yeah. Because and in our last podcast, hopefully people listen to that, but um, our last team that went down didn't go to the orphanages and the villages. Mm-hmm. They went with the missionaries and their families on a retreat, and the missionaries were being poured into spiritually, emotionally, relationally. It's a time of, of leadership development, coming together as a team and rest as well. And and they asked Great Oaks to send down a team of people to do a VBS program with the yep. kids um, to really minister and disciple to the missionaries' kids because they're often overlooked. Right. Um, and one of the things that, that we knew we wanted to send down was somebody for worship ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I think we had talked to you at one, one point about doing it. Yeah. And you said, no, I'm not really interested. And then <laughs> I was probably then, like, I don't know. Like, if you need me, like if you don't. Yeah, cause, he was kind of. Because the way you guys were wrapping it, like. I, it, it, like even when I went on the trip and I'm sure it was in the other podcast as well with uh, Joe and Bailey, but it was like this, you know, the whole concept of glorified babysitting. Like I was kind of wrapping through my mind. Well, do they need me to go? Like, I don't, I don't like it. Sure. You know, that sure. was kind of going through my sure. mind, but obviously when I was there, it was a completely different yeah. story. Yeah. Cause there was a moment where, I don't know, six weeks before I come into your office and I'm like, Hey dude, uh, you're going to Peru, <laughs> pack your bags, get your passport back I was out. Like, okay. Right, <laughs> so, so we sent you down and dude, I got to tell you, we heard incredible things about you. Um, saw some questionable pictures, like <laughs> dressed up like Elsa at one point hey, singing, man. let it go. Like, and you just got, Hey, I was there and I was loving on the kids and I was there to help whatever it takes God, for the but, kids. You know, I was going to go full on. <laughs> you know? So, um, but no, seriously, like I heard from, um, team members, that your presence just was amazing, and they were so excited to have you on the trip um, and so excited for the contribution that you brought to the team, to the kids, to the whole experience. And so thank you for, for being a part of that. Um, well, uh, man, it's, it's, it's just such a cool experience. Like all three of us have been down there. Right. Um, it's a life-changing experience. And whether you go on that original type of trip, the work trip, you know, the relational trip, or whether it's this retreat team, um, and loving on missionaries, kids and pouring into them. Um, it's just an honor to serve missionaries. And there's always something to take away from it. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, like when I was there with spending time with the kids and, and being in that and just serving in that capacity for the missionaries. So that way they can get more time with God and, and be poured into by another pastor. You know, we were able to mentor their kids and pastor that, pastor them and it was just a a beautiful thing just to hear the appreciative um just atmosphere from the missionaries themselves i mean at the end of the day when we left they were like thank you so much we were able to get away and just be able to focus on our relationships as a family unit as us as parents and get to grow closer to god and you know allow the pastor to pour into our into our lives in, in that moment and so i don't know it was just a really cool experience and it was it was 
my mindset going in completely changed from coming back out okay. just because I didn't I didn't expect a whole as much as it was. Yeah. You know, you expected you expected glorified babysitting, but what happened was Explain. I expect, I, or life, what came back. In, in one sense, life changed. Life yeah. changed, yeah. I mean, for, for our team, for the missionaries' kids, yeah. for the missionaries. I mean, everybody was like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we as much as we think it going at the beginning, we weren't going to be such a big impact, the missionaries were so happy and excited, and they're like, you guys did a wonderful job, yeah. and it was impactful. It was huge. Yeah. You're pouring into our kids. And you're telling about God and you're loving on them. That's all we could ask yeah. for. And the fact that we got to worship every morning with the kids and and just sing songs about God, I mean, it was just a yeah. cool way to start the well, day. Well, that's awesome. Well, Fabiano, they appreciate you in Peru. Uh, we appreciate you here in central Illinois at Great Oaks. Um, Austin and I appreciate you being on the podcast, sharing your story. I'm, I'm sure yeah. there are a whole lot of people that are going to listen to this that had no clue um, about your background. And so we just appreciate you giving us this time over your lunch break and uh, talking to us for this little bit. So thanks again. Austin, any uh, any parting words? No closing comments other than thank you for all you do. And I love, love, love when you're up there on stage doing your thing. I appreciate awesome. that. Thank you so much. Thanks, bro. All right. We will be back in another week or so with our episode six podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Ciao.